Welcome, everybody, to the latest Avoiding Chores podcast. I'm your host, Jim Sear, and it is currently Saturday morning, 7 a.m. on the dot here on uh, one of the last Saturdays of November. Actually, the last Saturday of November here. I'm going to do a little bit different uh, episode from the last few uh, few ones here. Going back, uh, I realize that it is almost 15 years, That uh, a little bit more 15 years, actually. Uh, that I started uh, my podcast, my very first podcast, One Ping Only. I should try to surface some of these old episodes. I think I have them somewhere, but I think what I'm going to do is kind of do a retro one, mix in some of the new items here so that you guys can get the latest on some uh, GPS news, some outdoor rec stuff. So let's, uh, let's keep a focus here on the present, which is I'm at Home Depot. Love walking into the Home Depot on a Saturday morning. In my head, I'm playing back the Steve Austin intro music. Seven in the morning, nobody's here. Ooh, new stuff. Let's take a look at the uh, Smart Home stuff. See, there's a lot of new products here. Finally starting to see the wise products here doorbells and the door cameras here let's see what else we got what's the other one Ufi. that i believe that is the company that owns anchor anchor or soundcore so should be fairly good of course at the house we've basically moved everything over to uh, amazon ecosystem had a few whiz lights. Not not totally happy with uh, those lights. Kind of been slowly buying some uh, Philips Hue instead. But I am here to go through the aisles because I need a couple of things. And what was it? Uh, yeah, let me just look for some stuff here. Nobody here, of course, on a Saturday. Alright, picked up a couple things. Man, people were chatting in the store today. Holy moly. Had one guy in the tool section ask if I needed any help, and I said no. And they proceeded to go tell a story about the uh, poor service at the Mr. Lube next door here, the Home Depot. How I guess the quality is not very good of the workmanship. So, <laughs> actually, it was funny. I reminded that story there. Uh, my parents came down over the uh, towards the end of the summer, and uh, came they came down with their RV, and uh, they needed to. Uh, my dad said he needed to take his truck to the dealership for an oil change. So why an oil change? Well, before they started the trip, they did an oil change, but when they uh, stopped overnight in Moncton, which is kind of like you know three quarters of the way to stay a couple nights first before they came down to see us here, they. Uh, Mom was smelling oil. I said, something's smelling oil in the truck. Like, what's going on? So the old man opened up the hood, and they didn't put the oil cap back on. It was just sitting right there on the battery. So, geez, like, who knows, right, uh, what's going on there? And, you know, did any debris get in there, stuff, squirrel, who knows, right? So, anyway, we brought it. Luckily, 
I had an appointment on that Saturday, the Renown. So I said, well, just follow me and, you know, we'll see if we can get you in and stuff like that. So, yeah, it took most of the day until we got the call back, but uh, they got it back. And, in fact, uh, I was there yesterday to get my winter tires on. Had to get some uh, new tires, switch trucks. Actually, I switched trucks the spring, and I needed to get a new set of winter tires. So that was an expense. I'm just going to leave them on. Uh, these are kind of like the all-terrain type, chunky type of tire. Uh, so I'm just going to leave them on as much of a... It's a, it's a hassle to begin with, so we'll just leave them on on the air. So so far, so good. Not too bad. But anyway, what, but what I did get at Home Depot, I needed a, a couple products from Night Eyes. So they've uh, had some products over the years, but uh, you start, you're starting to see them in other stores. Right, Home Depot, Cabela's, a few other spots here. But I, I did get their gear tie, which is kind of like their stiff metal, bungee, twisty tie thing. Uh, I need to, uh, because we had a little bit of snow and rain, we had about, what, 80 millimeters of rain and then a couple centimeters of snow and then some more rain, so, but anyway, I needed to shovel the, the front step, and I took the shovel out, and of course, we're in our new spot, and uh, unlike our old place, uh, the front door was fairly shielded, uh, from the weather, I think it was facing... I forget the exact direction was facing there, but it was always well protected from the wind. Uh, you only knew when we had a bad nor'easter over the winter that, you know, things were bad. But, you know, typically the way general wind patterns of the storms wasn't a lot of problem. But for our, our new place, our main entry door uh, gets quite a bit of a crosswind here. And uh, anyway, I need something to keep my uh, snow shovel up. So I'm just just got a gear tie to just tie the shovel up when I need it there. So that'll stay there. And another thing that I got was some cam jams. I think that's what they're called. Cam jams? Yeah, cam jams. Uh, webbing, strapping to, to tie down gear back in the truck bed. I got the six-foot one. Uh, I already have a pair of these that I'm using already. Love them. Very good products. <clears throat> and uh, better than, like, using come-alongs or those ratchet straps i i in my opinion because these things these things will hold down pretty good too i do have uh some 12 uh foot versions of these straps in the truck here i don't use them a lot i find i use a six footer and then there was another product that i use actually i got that at the toronto outdoor show when i was uh, uh visiting the uh, road post inreach zolio folks there a couple years ago um uh, it was a pull buddy. It was a product there. It was like this plastic product with rope and then you had hooks. Anyway, I use that all the time. I'll try to post it in the show notes or something like that. But anyway, stocking stuffers for me, getting close to that Christmas time. But anyway, needed a few things. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, move on with uh, the next stop. All right, we're heading out to my second favorite store to go to on the Saturday morning, which is open early. It's Cabela's Bass Pro. Fortunately, uh, during the the summer months, the seasonal months, they're open even earlier. But now they switch over to winter time. They open a, a little bit later. But I'm heading out to Dartmouth Crossing. A couple other things will be there. Probably is Black Friday sales, which uh, it is. I just realized 
after I did the intro that it is Black Friday. Credit cards are going to take a hit. I think a lot of Christmas shopping is going to get done. Uh, one of the things you're probably looking for or waiting for are for some GPS sales. Right? See what Garmin has to offer. So I took a quick look last night and this morning and Garmin has some flash sales going on right now. Uh, I've noticed a trend. They used to uh, release models, new models, uh, right before Black Friday. And uh, they would do two things. They would announce a couple of models. You would have Black Friday. People would buy stuff on Black Friday. And then in January, boom. New models that make you think that you just wasted money because you bought the old version. Uh, however, these increments incremental updates have been uh, so few and far between uh, with their especially their wearables uh, they spent last year uh, working on the outdoor handhelds I think they've pretty much finished it they released the one thing really notable that they released this year was uh, marine versions of the GPS maps uh, they refreshed uh, the car um, the drive I think uh, they have one more Overlander, the Tread, and the Forerunner 55. However, uh, if you had your eyes on some of the uh, Venu 2, Venu Square, Phoenix 6, uh, Lily, there are some incredible price drops uh, that you may want to do it. The only caveat I'm just going to warn people is that uh, don't be surprised in January end of January that you'll see a brand new version of what you bought there but I mean you know for those who've been holding off for a Phoenix 6 uh, the price drop was substantial which is also the big hint uh, to let you know that there's a new version coming out but uh, you know there's that the instinct you know that's due for a refresh uh, the Lily which is the uh, more of a female fashion kind of watch that's probably going to get a, a refresh and uh, the Venu 2 of course it's it's funny with the Venu they haven't quite decided what they want to do with it they have a round they have a square version so I don't know but uh, that's just an FYI on that if you're looking for some handhelds or some running watches and uh, you're just looking for an excuse and of course I'm talking about forerunners as I'm crossing Bedford Sunnyside Mall and I see a uh, the running room group taken off for their Saturday morning run. They still can't meet up in the mall. They still can't meet up in the mall there, so they have to meet up outside and do their runs. So I think things kind of move from the Sunday runs to the Saturday runs here in Bedford. Anyway. But yeah, so if you guys are looking for a GPS, Black Friday, uh, you probably should see, still see some uh, sales. And if uh, the price drop is pretty big, uh, if you're okay with, uh, you know, buying it and then a couple months later you have a new version, uh, that's, you know, you're good. Unfortunately, I'm the kind of guy who wants the latest, greatest version uh, on everything, so it's uh, you know, not something I usually do. And, uh, you know, that's why, that's why I noticed that trend the last few times I was buying the Phoenix. Actually, it was specifically when I bought my two Phoenix, Phoenix 1 and Phoenix 3. And that what happened so <laughs> lesson learned 
Well, Bass Pro Cabela Hybrid Store that we have here in town is not open. Next door is Ikea, and Ikea is not open. It is 8 o'clock, or actually 8.15. doesn't open until 9. So I guess I can talk about uh, a couple of the other things that uh, I've been dabbling. Or actually, you know, before I get to that, fun stat. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are working remote and or doing, during, well, doing some type of uh, hybrid uh, office work at home. For me, I've been working from home 100%. Uh, there's no foreseeable timeline where I will be going back to the office. If it is, at one point it will be a hybrid, but my job is not to be in the office. My job was to be away on site. So now that you know, I'm doing stuff remotely, I, I will see that continuing. So, uh, but it's a funny stat I heard, uh, there was a, with this, you know, everything kind of got adjusted in terms of flexibility and you can tell that the fact that I'm out early, that's how my life has been adjusted by this pandemic. Uh, I do all of my outings very early in the morning, <laughs> you know, basically that uh, early in the morning and at lunchtime and then that's it. You know, I don't go out, you know from uh, in the afternoon or anything like that same thing on the weekends so I'm a very much a morning morning dude now it also goes with work you have a lot of meeting calls and uh, the, they said that the amount of hours that people are on call are having meetings and now online meetings average is 24 hours a week which is a ridiculous amount of time but not unreal because uh, with the uh, work that I'm doing right now, I'm working for a client and I have to use their, their systems. So we're using Google Workspace or Google Drive, or whatever, the Google infrastructure. And they did some updates uh, a little while ago. And when you go into the calendar mode, you can see a little widget or insight that tells you how many hours per week that you're booked in meetings and stuff. And I was kind of went through it you know, during that project, and I was averaging 27 hours a week in meetings. And the culture of this company here is to have the camera on. So, you know, you're, you're you know, I was, I was spending, well, that's over, that's basically six hours, you know, five to six hours a day, you know, during the week with the camera on and talking and all that stuff. So, you know, uh, that is really rough. <laughs> that's really rough. Uh, to have that all the time, I know that it looks to be a cultural thing, you know, there's certain groups of people that don't turn on, will never turn on their camera. Uh, some of them will have terrible sound, some of them uh, resist very much doing their online stuff, but there's some people that, you know, they're, they, they really got into it here, but I'm hoping at some point, you know, these uh, we can adjust kind of our work habits. Uh, maybe there's different tools that, you know, the Slack or something else that you can use to try not to be always in the call to talk to somebody. But then again, it's hard to get anything done unless you're talking to somebody, you know, and that doesn't, you can chat with somebody, but having a quick voice chat or video call sometimes just seals the deal, right? So, but that's, uh, that's the machinations of the world these days. And uh, all this other stuff that goes with it.
So another thing I've been trying to figure out is this whole uh, Bitcoin and NFTs. Uh, now, Bitcoin's been around for a while. I dabbled a little bit in trying to mine it back when you could mine Bitcoin effectively, but nowadays that doesn't seem to be uh, a good thing uh, to do or a wise thing to do unless you want to put a lot of money into it. So I was digging into the, the whole NFTs, non-fungible tokens, nonsense, whatever, and uh, looking into that because, you know, essentially, you know, it, it's about digital assets or cards and stuff. And, and I figured that, well, geez, during the, the years, I've created some digital assets over time. You know, all the stuff I did with avoiding chores and, and the other stuff there. I've produced coins, ebooks, and all that stuff. And... Wondering if there's something that I can dabble with. So after watching, I don't know, an hour, a couple hours worth of YouTube videos, try to explain it, I am no further ahead figuring things out. The most that I've kind of figured out is that there is a couple of websites that you can browse these tokens. The ones that... Um, that I kind of I've been gravitating to, of course, is the largest one, which is called OpenSea.io. I think uh, that is based on the Ethereum Bitcoin, which is a type of Bitcoin, you know, like Dogecoin and all these other things that you hear Elon Musk uh, tout. But yeah, I guess Ethereum is the is the popular one. There's a whole bunch of other ones. And then the other one, which is called, was it? Uh, Rareable or Creatable? I forget exactly here. That one uses... Oh, no, Mintable. That's what it's called, Mintable. And the reason why I did that is because the people backing that one, I think it's the guy that owns Salesforce. Well, anyway, the, the backing seems a little bit more legit, and it seems uh, a little bit more interesting. Uh, I forget what tokens you have to use. To transfer, you know, coins, you know, to pay, to get payments and stuff. I forget. And then there's a the Russian one called Rare uh, Rare Rare Ibu. And um, so I'm trying to figure this out. And then uh, the easiest way to get a and then you start learning about Bitcoin wallets. So you need some sort of wallet to get coins and trade. And then I was, you know, digging through like, well, can I make, can I use my Raspberry Pi that I have at home as a cold storage wallet so that I don't get hacked and this and that and what have you. So I ended up uh, getting, uh, downloading uh, the app on my phone called the Coinbase. And that's a Bitcoin wallet. Uh, security looks pretty good. Fairly straightforward. Make sure you <laughs> remember all your passwords. Um, and I think there's, I forget how that works, but anyway, the, um, so you have that set up and then, then you can start loading up your wallet with some other Bitcoin to make some transactions because when you do NFTs, there's different fees or, uh, gas lines, they, they got weird terms. Uh, basically there's a little bit of fee, you know, a first time fee doing a transaction. If you do a transaction, then you have like, you know, there's like this little percentage and, Got cut off here. My uh, my truck turned off there. I must it must have uh, messed up the Bluetooth. But anyway, I was going to say here is like so far I'm spending a lot of time on these marketplaces trying to figure out how to get into the game. 
um, in how to, to do it. So I still haven't quite figured out uh, what to do. I was hoping maybe uh, taking pages out of uh, my ebook or using the maps and try to do something, trading cards. Uh, oh man, not, not too sure. The, the whole thing's flooded with pixel art and... And you see these amounts that are just getting traded. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I don't know how. Like I don't. I'm sure this is gonna crash at some point. But but this seems to be the thing. Eh, it's a nice little pastime to get through it. Uh, I don't have any big recommendations of what to watch. Definitely YouTube. Definitely gotta watch the YouTube videos from some kids. To if you're if you're in the upper age segment uh, like I'm starting to get into, it's. Uh, yeah, you might want to figure that out and take some time. And, you know, I thought it was something I can get up and running in a day, but it's definitely something that is going to take a couple of uh, a couple of weeks or a couple of sessions to really get a good understanding of things and how to uh, post something. And plus, you got to market it too, right? Because you can't just put stuff on the marketplace and expect it to go. You got to get your audience to start looking at it so so again it's trying to figure that how that works but right now i'm currently at the ikea parking lot and as you know ikea parking lots are massive and i'm here in a corner and why do people need to gravitate towards me so i'm observing a couple in a mazda cx30 doing some awfully weird stuff and then i just saw a little silver volkswagen uh, jetta speed to the exit side must be somebody getting late for work here as you can tell this is uh the action never stops here in the parking lot in dartmouth and i am seeing a rainbow so that is a sign that i should uh, cut off this podcast so hopefully this was a little bit enjoyable for you guys but before i go do have uh, one Q&A question answer that I want to share with you guys. So I got approached by uh, somebody from Slovenia, uh, Jan or Jan, uh, sent me a little message, was wondering about uh, firmware after he updated his firmware on his uh, Garmin Montana 700. He noticed that the UI wasn't working properly and was kind of like getting bricked. What was going on? So luckily I wasn't, uh, I didn't apply my firmware updates on my unit. So I went through the process and did the entire updates and uh, didn't notice anything, but he did leave a clue. He, his clue was his unit was in the, Slo set the to the Slovenian language. And I had noticed when I was doing the updates that there was a lot of language updates. So I asked him to switch his unit back to either English or download all the language files. And sure enough, that was the problem. So, so as soon as he flipped over to English, everything was starting to work as, as it did. Nothing was high, was hidden. So I assumed that he could just simply update the uh, language updates and he'll be back and running in his language of choice. And that's it for our avoiding chores for uh, this week. Uh, hopefully I can get back into the swing of things here now that I'm trying things in Anchor again. It's, uh, the app changed a lot uh, since last time I did an episode. Of course, I was doing stuff on the iPad. This episode was, was recorded entirely on my iPhone and via the truck. So hopefully 
uh, the difference in audio won't be too too bad but uh, like always you can check things out on avoidingchores.com you can check things out on the youtube channel i've also restarted or migrating my newsletter uh, the avoiding chores newsletter so if you're missing anything or you don't want to go you just want to get the occasional update of interesting content I'm trying to block it into themes, so the next newsletter will be about uh, map and compass and Gaia GPS and all trails and all that fun stuff. Uh, you can actually sign up to the newsletter via my Twitter profile. So Twitter did buy a newsletter, uh, yeah, newsletter company. I think it's called Review, and I've uh, been moving my subscribers from my newsletter from Mailchimp over to this new platform. So check that out. So all you need to do is go to my Twitter profile and you should see a banner at the very top that you can subscribe. And uh, I'll be sending out the occasional newsletter, just building out a queue. And since I'm more active on Twitter, uh, that, you know, expect to see uh, a recap and some articles. So anyway, that's enough of me talking. Uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next time.